This episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the leading tool to measure barbell performance, the GymAware. There is obviously a reason that the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Dr. Brian Mann, calls the GymAware the Rolls-Royce when it comes to velocity-based training measuring devices. And that's because it ticks a lot of boxes when it comes to being able to measure and monitor your athletes that you get to work with. Working in velocity-based training at this time, of course, this is the tool to use. You're going to be able to take the guesswork out and have target zones set for your athletes so they're ready to roll. Power and strength analysis, yep, tick that box as well. Power drives the fastest sprints and breaks the hardest tackles, and you'll be able to make sure you're in the right zones with each lift when using the gym aware. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au today to learn what Evan and the team have in store for you with the gym aware. Being a practitioner in the world of sport performance is a challenging situation. We're in a spot where you're always asked to search for more. But more what? What are the questions that most practitioners in the world of high performance are asking? Well, where can I find cutting edge information? Where can I find different opinions and different ways of doing things and different feedback that I can get on the training that we're utilizing? And where's a place where I can find like-minded individuals to give me solid advice when it comes to my career development? This is precisely why we built the Strength Coach Network. Within the Strength Coach Network, you're going to get exclusive content monthly from some of the top practitioners in the world, bringing you the most cutting-edge information. You tie that in with a forum where you're able to connect with coaches around the world to bounce ideas off of, to learn from, and to get career advice from, and you've got your sensational one-stop shop for all things career development for strength and conditioning coaches. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In this show, guys, what we're trying to do is dive a little deeper into the minds of some of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today we are joined by the coordinator of the Sport Performance Center and the head strength and conditioning coach at Trinity University, Daniel Martinez. Daniel, how you doing, man? I'm good, Jay. How are you? I'm awesome, man. I'm stoked to have you here. But you know, before we get going, like, who is Daniel Martinez? Yeah, uh, I've been asked that because I have a tendency to like pull from pop culture and research and books and all, everything all at once. So people are always like, man, that's cool that you can do that. Like, like, but then they try to figure out like, if, if that's really me, I, I, I certainly hope that like, after t- people spend time with me that they realize that that's actually a really, it's a big part of who I am. It's just like, just about learning and growth and challenges. And then anything that like those things like resonate with people, like trying to figure out like, getting some some feedback off people as well like seeing some of that energy gets kind of spit back at you and then that's just like i feel like that's become who i am and i'm tickled about it i love that brother i absolutely love it so let's get to the three questions here and let's start rocking and rolling with number one yeah could you please describe for us a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career yeah like uh this one's actually reflective right like there's a lot of things i think so so recently like i've given a couple presentations on reactive strength and like my definition of that versus what the classic definition is and then as i like unpack that it's really cool to go back through my previous few years 
and talk about the work that I've done with with force platforms and then relate that to the kind of coach that I'd become prior to that and just how much better informed that made me for the addition of force plates. So learning as a coach and really being disciplined about like step-by-step process, like putting things together and then just being absolutely savage at those things, like how that influenced that additional intake that just took things to another level from a monitoring standpoint, like is that, that for me is like, uh, it's just been absolutely awesome. Like I talked to people about going back to me and just messing with contact mats and video and then working out timing, um, of like, strength power characteristics and, and, and how that relates to positions uh, and whether those are accessible or inaccessible to specific types of athletes. Like that process for me, like it, it really has, like, it's just like, it, it didn't feel like a snowball cause I felt like I was doing really good work as a coach. Uh, but then like the ability to go more in depth in it all and then to other people's education and continue to be helpful for my own, like that's just been an awesome process. I love it, man. And you definitely give a ton back when it comes to helping people understand what those little lines mean and what those numbers that can spit out from it yeah. come from. So let's go to number two, brother. Speaking of questions, if Daniel Martinez could ask one question and he knows he would get the answer to it, pop culture, kind of like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Yeah, if yeah. you could get that one question that you had answered, what would that be and why? Yeah, so I, I felt like like this question and like uh, and us discussing this a little bit beforehand, like this was awesome because like I was not aware of a question like this prior. So it's not something and it's it's kind of blindsided me where like I haven't I haven't thought about questions like that. But then when I looked at my process, like where I'm currently and trying to unpack like what it takes to develop teams and athletes, like it, it's like I guess I felt like right now my mission is unpacking and learning what like what those answers are. So it's really nice to feel like I have a pursuit in place for that process. Uh, to me, I think it centers on like and this is something I've had some dialogue with a few teams uh, recently about. Uh, I think it centers on vulnerability. Like how do you how do you get teams and athletes to embrace the challenge and the growth that must occur and to let their guard down in terms of like trying to look strong uh, in a way that might not be real. Like that's probably very central. Like I would think how to get them to do that and be vulnerable so that we can do the work that really needs to be done. Like basically the way that I put it to people is uh, I think a lot of athletes think that they need to be Superman, right? Like bullets, they need to be impenetrable, right? Like this like absolute invulnerability. But the reality is, is that being willing to show people that like, I'm gonna give you my best and I need you to tell me if that's good or if it's not good, or I need you to show me like how we can do that better. And if you can get people to, to show you that, like to really like, as we do all the time, like with certain uh, populations, like we're not good at pushups, like really basic stuff like that and then you ask them okay do as many as you can and they do something like 30 and you're like yeah but that i mean like there the quality in that was lacking so much like what we're taking forward from that is just a number right like that's not something that we can it's like a bad one rm it's like can i train that pattern actually like no i've actually got to start over and starting over means uh 
getting you to embrace like can you show me a good push-up one time not 30 bad push-ups just over and over and over right so like that that part of the process for me is is i think is really central is figuring out how to get especially large groups of people and teams uh team sport populations getting large groups to embrace that collectively and allow themselves to experience failure over and over again in order to succeed in like the best ways possible Yeah, and that's a unique challenge to be put in in any situation in life because no one wants to display what they suck at. Yeah, yeah, like you think about like, I mean like job interviews, people are always terrible at saying like what they're not good at. And to me, that's just like, we're not reflecting enough on that, you know, like uh, I think that it's really, it's it's being completely honest about it, right? Like nobody, nobody wants to do that, right? But also like, I think a lot of us don't have the connection uh, in our work, in our lives. Like we're not connected deeply enough to where we really are in an environment where that's that's the standard, you know, like so one way of putting that is like, would we rather be superior in this kind of average world to everybody else, which I think is what we sense, or would we rather be normal in a superior world? You know, like it's like in an environment where everybody expects and demands excellence, like then that's actually a new norm. But how do you create that environment? Like your first step towards that is getting people to really let you help them, you know? I love that. Would we rather be superior in a normal world or normal in a superior world? Yeah. That's winning culture. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's, uh, I think that when we think about what it takes, like with the cultural discussion is like, uh, I always ask people, well, how's that working out for you? Because a lot of times, like we sense, like every time we make a choice with culture and with our team environments and with our training, like training in life is paradox, right? So you're, you're putting your attention in this one way and there's so much to be paying attention to that I always tell people like, it's a, a play on Dan Millman's uh, words, which a lot of this is, but uh, it's a play on that where it says there's always so much going on that there's not a point where there's nothing going on. Like you have to be so attentive and so aware um, uh, uh, from from a connection standpoint that everything that we're doing is important. Uh, so to, to, to really make these improvements, you have to be incredibly sensitive to detail, but while also knowing that like, collectively everybody's like on the same page that that's what this is about so it's okay you know like that that you're willing to expose some of those failures that way i love it brother i love it well let's get to number three my man yeah because i think that if you're going to be normal in a superior world you're still going to need to find a way to balance out and reconnect Ah, with everything else so what's your escape my man yeah so i always tell people like uh there's a joke from mitch hedberg that i love that says uh jump rope that thing's just a rope you got to make the jump thing happen so i mountain bike but san antonio we don't have mountains i was always like yeah the, the amount of mountain biking going on is like not a lot right like it's like it's real more like trail riding and like pseudo mountainous terrain uh but like i mountain bike because running is like at, at my stage in life like i'm definitely not into torturing myself like that i like the engagement and challenge of like the, the environment, the terrain, which is very much like in line with my personality. Uh, I've done a lot more hiking recently because I've involved my kids in that process. And we have like this really, it's become a very formal like ritualization uh, process that I'm, I'm taking them through. Where we're doing progressively like harder climbs through their, 
through their childhood, like as they become young adults. And so that's become like a, like a little bit of an escape for us, I think, like into environments that are hard and that are challenging and that'll give them something to reflect on, uh, hopefully for the, for the rest of their lives. I love it, man. And then just thinking as a coach too, that's like cool phys ed time with the kids. Definitely. Uh, not lost on me that like, yeah, that's uh, like, I like the fact that it's not in a, in a weight room, which I think a lot of times we're biased to growth and challenge in, in the weight room, which is, which is great. Uh, but I think that we should have that redundancy, like in our, in our lives, where we're being exposed in different ways. Like, uh, for us in Texas, like if you want to go out and enjoy it, right. Like you're, it's, it's, there's times it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to get hot. Like that's just a fact. And, and honestly, it probably makes Texas a little bit special because of, uh, some of what we experience with that. Uh, not that that doesn't occur in other environments and other, other States. No, man, but I love it. And can't thank you enough for being with us, Daniel, and sharing with us and being so open and candid, brother. And appreciate everything you're doing to help coaches be better too, my man. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jay. Yeah, man. Cheers. We'll be in touch real soon, brother. For sure.